Hey everyone, welcome back to Speak, Listen, Heal. I'm your host, Madison, and this is episode number seven. In this episode, we will hear from Malik as he talks about his love of music, his experience in the industry, and what brought him to 180. Malik can pretty much always be found with his headphones on. It's like a signature part of his look. Uh, But every time I see him, uh, he'll pull them off to say hi and tell me about his newest ideas, whether it's making music or designing sneakers. He's always got something up his sleeve. So shout out to Malik for sharing his story with us. And thanks to all of you for being here to listen. Enjoy. AKA Russian Shug, Black Marine Team. I'm part of the music industry. I'm a major independent artist. I started about 2004. Got my first record deal, 2005, with my own team called Full Blooded Entertainment. So my music career started in church. Oh, my dad was like a minister. I used to play the drums. My brother, my brother used to played a guitar and a piano. He's an excellent piano player. And my dad played a guitar, so my family was very musically inclined. So they put me into school, Artist Collective, and I went around the different states in a tri-state, like New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, doing shows, playing in front of hundreds of people. You know, it was a great experience, so it just made my interest in music and passion become great. I hung around friends in high school, you know, we go in the back stairwell, bang on the walls, have freestyles, sing songs. And um how can I say it? Life began to take off because um I began to travel. I think Job Corps was probably the biggest move I made in my life. And when I went to Job Corps I got to meet people from everywhere. So that right there helped me branch out into the music world. A different cities, different people. Then um, we came back to Connecticut. Me and my brother put a team together. We did our first song called Hypnotic. That's probably one of the when the drink Hypnotic came out. So it was kind of it was kind of tight. Fifty Cent was out at that time, so we was definitely trying to get on with him. And we began to do shows all throughout Connecticut and New York. Things begin to take off. Uh, we just had a little incident with a dude that we kind of knew, but we didn't know like that. Uh, he did work for the intelligent community. And um, you know how it is. Sometimes people like to make themselves think they're bigger than what they are. He was one of them kind of guys. You know, 
always had the big stories, the big glamorous, oh, I'm related to this person. Then people would find out he wasn't related. Then he'd get mad. So we kind of stayed away from him just for that simple purpose. But I guess he had alternative motives because sometimes people can't take rejection. And that's what this guy was. He couldn't take rejection. Next thing I know, me and my brother are going to jail. We're going to court with files this big, and we're trying to figure out, what are we doing? All we do is music. But the guy was recruiting kids for gangs and saying we were doing it. So at that time, my dad didn't take it serious because my dad worked for the government. He worked for Homeland Security. We kind of didn't abolish him in because we figured it all blew away. Every time the judge would get a case like ours, he'll throw it out. It was a bunch of malarkey to go do some reporting and see it wasn't adding up. And I thought for sure by the time then we would have been done with this stuff. But I guess he's one of those people in the system that has um, a vendetta. Like they never let it go. So it went from that to the murder of one of my friends. And when they tried to frame me for that, that's when I had to leave the state where I was from and come down south and do music with one of my partners down here. So when I came here, I thought the world was going to open up. The sky was the ceiling. And to find out, the biggest gang in America is the law. <laughs> you can never, ever escape the law. And we weren't trying to escape because the FBI was investigating and they told us, we know where to find you. You told us where you'd be at. And if there's something wrong, we'll definitely come get you. So I wasn't kind of worried about it, but I just seen a lot of friends fall back. Nobody was calling me like that no more. So I began to start putting two and two together. Like maybe they're scared. They don't want no involvement. I said, I'm all right. I'm just going to keep doing the music. And when all this clears, it just adds on to the legacy. I never in a million years thought I would come down here and lose everything. I lost everything. I lost my team. I lost my family. I lost my kids. I lost my partner. All behind that one person. And um, I never knew that the selling your soul thing was very serious in the industry. All the people my lost did that. So basically, it was like a way to force me, like, well, we're going to force you to join us. And I refused to do that. So... It caused me to lose a lot of things. So I had to rebuild everything from scratch. And um, I think that's probably the hardest part because I had no family down here but an uncle. And he ended up dying. So when he died, I was completely alone. And I took in this guy named Damian Thompson from down here as my uncle because he took me in off the street. I was living in Tent City. And... Um, I had a couple of girls who helped get me back on my feet, show me the jobs to work, where I could stay at, places to live. So if it really wasn't for them, I would definitely be lost. But that didn't happen. God gave me another shot to show that what is meant for you to do will always happen. 
and I rebuilt everything up from the ground up, keeping in contact with the people from my case because they finally called me and told me I was clear. So when they told me I was clear, I began to go super hard. One of the things I did after the music fell and everybody separated was construction. And like I said, the girls, they brought me to the temp shop. These two girls, they helped me out. I said, hey, you can get a job, you can work here. So I kind of didn't have a place to stay or stay in place to place. But they would get me a place to stay, so every day I would go to work so I could have a place to stay. And then I got to work here doing good jobs, getting good recommendations. And then um, Trojan Labor began to send me out on bigger projects like Google. I worked for Google Plant. I worked for Bowen. I worked for Charleston Place. I helped build um, the Children's Hospital from the beginning. We tore it down and built it back up. So, you know, that's like one of my major accomplishments. I like that. So, um, it helped me get my priorities. So, when I was doing construction, I was doing construction, taking the money, paying my bills, and doing music. That's how I began to get back out there. So, everything began to come together real good. And my friends that helped me get to where I was, I began to take care of them because they had hard times. Their family don't live here. And I felt like they were looking out for me. I should look out for them. So, um, everything has come together. I just got to get over this small hurdle. What happened with my leg was, um, it was right after Halloween. We went to take down the haunted house in the Isles of Palm out in Mount Pleasant. And um, we had sticks and poles stacked up on the side. So there was a truck. My boy was throwing pallets on the truck. And what happened was he tried to throw this last pallet and he fell into me. When he fell into me, I kind of turned around and bumped into the pole, but I didn't feel it. I didn't know it punctured my femur. So I'm still working. Also, I said, man, I feel tired. I need to sit down for a minute. And I sit on a golf cart, and um, I remember my friend said, hey, Malik, why you got Kool-Aid by your feet? And I looked up by my feet. It was nothing but a puddle of blood. I said, huh? I said, that's not Kool-Aid, that's my blood. And I'm looking and I see a hole in my pants. So we lift it up and just see the blood streaming. So they've been like, oh, go get a towel, get a towel. And then the side of my boot was a puddle of blood. So I see a puddle of blood on the golf cart, covering almost the whole floor and a puddle on my boot. I, I said I was tired, but I never knew I was dying. <laughs> So that, that kind of had me bugged out. They called the ambulance and they, they brought me to the hospital. But for some reason, they didn't think the hole was that big. They sent me home. They just washed the outside of it, put a patch over it, said, here, change the patch every day. And what happened was I took a shower two days later and it opened back up. I bled just as much as I did that day. Then they stitched it up. But they didn't clean the inside out when the, the, the pole went in. So that end up causing an infection. So for a whole year I'm working and there's an infection in my leg, an infection that, oh, you just need compression stockings. Don't worry about it. You just, it's just compression stockings. You just need to put those on and started wearing them. The swelling was never going down. 
go to another hospital, go inside, it said the infection spread from where the femur was all the way down to my feet. We have to amputate. So that was not a great feeling. I almost, I made them wait another week before they did it because I was that mad. I said, no, you're not going to take my leg. But they did, you know, and I thought it was the end of the world. But like I said, you got to have that strong faith system. Now I'm going to therapy right now. They gave me a prosthetic leg, so I'm getting used to it. I'm able to walk into it, walk with it right now. I'm on crutches, so I know it's not gonna be that much longer before I'm able to walk without anything. I'm getting good every day, every week. I'm getting better and better at it. So you know, it's 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 a process in life. You just gotta take the good with the bad. A lot of good stuff will happen, but a lot of bad too. And you just want to come out on top, so. I came out on top of this situation. It started off bad, but the sun's coming out. Starting to see the sun. I try to tell kids, as long as you're living right and doing the right thing, things will always come around for you 360. Don't ever, 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 ever give up. Don't ever, ever think that evil prevails because it doesn't. Especially if you have a strong faith in God. Because um, that helped get me through. So you gotta have good people in your circle. That's why I try to tell the youngins, don't don't follow that, oh, don't do this, oh, don't hang with these people. Hang with good people is good. All that trouble, when you get in trouble, it's hard to get out of. And um, they don't teach you that, but I'm gonna teach you that. It's easy to do trouble, it's hard to get out of. Especially when you go behind bars. It's double hard to get out. Even if you are telling the truth, it's hard to get out. Because you got people that don't want to look bad. They don't want lawsuits. You got all kinds of things. So you got to stay in that bright, narrow path. So um, I came to 180. It's, it's a very good place because um, there's a lot of people here that are inspirational and keep you focused. You can't hang around, like I said, negative people. And it's helping me get my life back on track. My life was on track, but I kind of got derailed by um, an injury, hospital mistake, whatever we call it. And I'm um, just putting my life back on track from there. And they're helping me get my life back in order. So, you know, there's a lot of veterans here. My uncles and them served in the military. Some of them served under my uncle. So, I mean, a lot of good people. It's a good family structure. We all look out for each other. So, this is um a new start, new beginning. It doesn't mean that you're at the bottom of the barrel of life. It just means you're trying to start a new chapter and clean up your life. Or, like, or how can I say... Expect the unexpected. Sometimes some unfortunate things happen and you land here. Just because you lean here doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You pick up, put your book bag back on, and get back to work. That's how life works. So, this Russia show, Black Marine, signing out.